This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And hi there, ho there. Welcome everybody. Thursday here on the Chris Salcedo Show. I am happy beyond all words and measure that you have been able to tune into the Chris Salcedo Show if you saw a big white flash in front of uh, my eyes here if you're watching on Facebook Live. That was uh, one of my my handy-dandy notes to let, you know, the, the basic stuff, the phone number, how to get in touch with the show, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Let me get into all that first. Facebook, since you guys are watching on Facebook Live right now, go to The Chris Salcedo Show. The Chris Salcedo Show. You'll find our presence on Facebook. You can also come here uh, once a week onto the Blaze Facebook presence, and you'll catch us here as well. Uh, Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Dial us up if you want to give your comments, if you want to weigh in on what's going on in your government. 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Even though John McCain says that we are to blame for all of the country's problems, we in talk radio, we at least listen to you. We at least give you a voice of which, of course, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. McCain can't claim to do, at least not with his current vote. Uh, we'll get to the votes of six cowards in the United States Senate coming up. Catch the show live at blaze.com slash radio, blaze radio smartphone app, iHeartRadio app. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher if you want to do the on-demand listening thing. One more place for you guys to go. TheBlaze.com and the channel section, and you will find our presence there. The Chris Salcedo Show, along with all the other uh, talented folks here at The Blaze, TheBlaze.com. Hey, look, our presence in TheBlaze.com, i got to give a shout-out right here on on Facebook Live. Blaze.com, folks. They take what we are seeing and they put it into words and they back it up and they do extra research every single day. Uh, really, really dress up what we do here. Not, not that we need dressing up so much, but to make it translate from the spoken word to the written word, that isn't always easy. So uh, the folks over at, at the short term dot com is what we say here. Uh, folks over at dot com deserve a lot of credit. All right. Well, let's. Let's start off with a press double standard. You guys remember, when was this? I think I played this earlier in the week. Over the weekend, President Trump visited the, the Boy Scout Jamboree. And he asked the following question. By the way, just a question. Did President Obama ever come to a jamboree? Um, answer's no, I guess. And we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. The answer is no, and but we'll be back. So now the press is completely up in arms that, that Donald Trump dared to question the motives of the great resident Obama. Now you guys heard from the, the boos and the catcalling that 
that Donald Trump struck a nerve that apparently the former occupant of the Oval Office didn't share a lot of, shall we say, Boy Scout values. Uh, Chief among them, I would imagine, is love of country. Barack Obama did not share love of country with the Boy Scouts. So they booed him, and he never showed up to talk to them. Why? Because, well, it never really fit into Barack Obama's agenda, now did it? A group of young men dedicated to love of country, love of the flag, service-oriented, just didn't really mesh with the leftist agenda of Barack Obama. Well... The leftist agenda of Barack Obama did mesh very well with a lot of the biased folks in the media. So when Donald Trump called out President Obama, press didn't appreciate that. I, just before we got on the air, I was watching Fox News, and they were at the, the briefing, the press briefing. And three, I think three journalists wanted to know about this whole incident and how, I guess, uh, some mamby-pamby... Uh, inside of the Boy Scout organization is apologizing to some of the rank and file who may have been, who may have been, as you heard folks booing there, uh, wasn't a lot of them, who may have been offended by what they regarded as political speech from Donald Trump. How is it political exactly to point out that the former occupant of the Oval Office didn't find the organization that the current president was speaking in front of important enough to go and speak to them his entire eight years in the Oval Office. How is that exactly political? I don't know that it's political. I do know that it is factual. Now, I'm sure there could be all manner of excuses as to why Mr. Obama didn't show. I mean, fundamentally transforming America and all that, that's, that's busy, thirsty work. Can't go talk to an organization dedicated to preserving America. Can't that doesn't exactly fit in the agenda. See, so the the, the double state. Do you guys remember when President Obama trotted out a whole bunch of kids in front of the cameras to talk about gun control? I should say when I think he did it on several different occasions. I'm thinking of one time in particular, but as in as a pretext and as a sympathetic ploy to restrict our Second Amendment rights, Barack Obama brings out a bunch of kids. And somehow, the press didn't have a problem with that. I wonder why. Now, that, that had something to do with policy. That had something to do with our actual guaranteed rights under the Constitution of the United States. This was, did he attend the Boy Scouts? jamboree oh that's political anything that causes barack obama to look bad oh that's political <laughs> i guess and and anything that makes donald trump look good what that's that's a okay anything that 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 curtails uh america's rights in service to liberalism that's supposed to be a okay and the press does it just looks the other way just an observation on my part. Now let's talk about what happened last evening on the Senate floor. There was a vote for what they called straight repeal. And it, it's kind of a misnomer because it wasn't going to be a complete and utter repeal of Obamacare. But it was the most that could be done. 
for the repeal effort under reconciliation. And they brought up the straight repeal language, which was from uh, 2015. And six Republicans changed their vote. Uh, These six Republicans are cowards. These six Republicans are, well, class A liars. They, They voted in the affirmative for clean repeal when they knew that resident Obama would veto it. They were quote unquote safe. And then now when the rubber meets the road, when they, when they were actually asked to deliver on their campaign promises, they didn't. Their names are Senator John McCain, Lisa Murkowski, Senator Capito, Senator Alexander, Senator Portman, and Senator Dean Heller. These are flip floppers, cowards and liars who all they were doing was playing politics when they voted the first time to repeal Obamacare so they could go home and say, look at me, I'm a Republican, I want to get rid of Obamacare, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me, send in your money, send in your money. Bunch of political opportunists and liars. Deadbeat liars. You need to know this about them because a few short months later when they're asked to do the same thing, when it counts, oh, no, 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 can't do that, can't do that. Because really these folks apparently love themselves some statism. So uh, that is how we're going to start the program today. Coming up next, one of the advantages, folks, of doing several radio shows a day, Dallas, Houston, and here on The Blaze, is you get to start out with something and it evolves throughout the day. And on the Houston show yesterday, I delivered something in direct response to Senator John McCain and his calling out talk radio as being a bunch of loudmouths and being invested in do-nothing Congresses, which nothing could be further from the truth. I'll let you guys hear it, because I talked about it here on the show, but it evolved, it transformed, and I think it was a little bit more powerful when delivered on KSEV. So I'll let you guys hear it. Coming up next, Chris Salcedo Show. You folks on Facebook Live, you join us then, right here on The Blaze. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Show. Coming up, uh, we'll talk to our buddy uh, Jonathan Dunn, all the way from Ireland. Don't miss that, folks. Coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show, as you may recall, John McCain uh, uh, threw a scud toward talk radio, conservative talk radio. And I, I observed yesterday that, uh, what's his name? Mitch McConnell had done the same thing months ago. And that's where I pick up the conversation. This is what I said about it yesterday in Houston. John McCain did the same dang thing yesterday. And I wanted to address it. And again, I do not take back my well wishes. Uh, They were delivered in earnest and they weren't contingent upon John McCain growing a conscience. They weren't contingent on John McCain actually working for the best interest of this country. I've said it before and I'll say it again. John McCain 
served his country with distinction in uniform. He has been an utter disgrace as a senator. An utter disgrace. Simply because he, he just... He, we all know he's a Democrat. We only know he operates as a Democrat. We all know he has Democrat sensibilities. The only reason he's a Republican is because the state in which he resides is majority Republican. He's no better than Joe Strauss. John McCain said this of people like me, of people like Rush, of people like Lance, people like Sean. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. To hell with them. I hasten to point out that uh, John McCain's daughter is a political pundit on Fox News Channel. Uh, Are we to assume, Mr. McCain, that you were including your very own daughter in your go-to-hell statement, sir? Uh, McCain wasn't done. They don't want anything done for the public good. Our incapacity is their livelihood. Your incapacity is our livelihood. And you blame us for your incapacity, sir? Is that who you blame, Mr. McCain? I see. So it was Chris Salcedo's fault that you sat on your your moldy rear end for the last six years and didn't work on a consensus replacement for Obamacare. That's my fault. That's my audience's fault, Mr. McCain. It is my fault that you, one of the chief architects of undermining what it means to be a Republican, uh, can't, can't find a unifying principle, can't stand against socialism, something that erodes and degrades Every country that it's tried in, that, that's my fault, Mr. McCain. That you go up to Capitol Hill and you acquire immense wealth. You earn $174,000 paid in part by my taxpayer money. And you can't get anything done. And that's my fault, Mr. McCain. Why the heck did we send you there, sir? If all it takes is we, quote unquote, loudmouths on talk radio who can keep you from doing what you need to do. Isn't the problem, Senator McCain, is that we're watching you? Isn't that the problem? Don't you, don't you wish that like the basket of biased press tunes out when Democrats are doing poopy things that we in the conservative talk radio and the conservative movement would tune out when you do equally poopy things. Isn't that what you really want, John McCain? You just want us to leave you alone so you can work out deals to benefit your own bottom line. And work in the best interest of the special interests, the traitorous insurance companies and others. Isn't that what you really want, John McCain? Let me be plain. You know, let, let's, let's take this bit by bit. One, uh, let, here's the first part. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. To hell with them. To hell with us, I see. So when you're bombastic... In Congress, like you are, Senator McCain, what did you call conservatives? Wacko birds? Isn't that what you called? Wacko birds? So you can be bombastic in, in the set. You know what, Mr. McCain? Maybe, maybe 
what's good for the goose is good for the gander because of your bombastic and your deplorable treatment of conservatives. We should say to hell with you, sir. To hell with you, John McCain. Because of the way your bombastic treatment of we in the conservative movement. To hell with you, John McCain. It's only fair, correct, sir? That I cover stories that you couldn't give a damn about, right, Senator McCain? That you don't, you don't give two wits about, right, Senator McCain? Uh, stories that affect my audience, affect the American people. For example, newly classified memos that have been acquired by the press. The Hill, chief among them, showing in these memos from the Obama era that the National Security Agency and the FBI violated specific civil liberty protections during the Obama administration by improperly searching and disseminating raw intelligence on American citizens, or they failed to promptly delete unauthorized intercepts. The American people were being harmed by the previous administration. Their Fourth Amendment rights violated by the previous administration. Where the hell were you, John McCain? Protecting us? No. No, you couldn't be found. Uh, uh, my friends uh, over here on the other side of the aisle, I got to go to dinner with them. <laughs> the man who you unleashed on this country by your, tim your timid campaign against him in 2008. Systematically, according not only to the FISA court documents, the FISA court documents John McCain. Now we have internal memos from the Obama administration itself saying the NSA and the FBI between 2009 and 2016 abused the rights of American citizens. And where is our great defender, John McCain? Where's the loudmouth John McCain? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. I'm out here doing every day what you're not doing, Senator McCain, giving the people a voice. They call up here. They get to whatever elected leader happens to be listening. They get to have their say right here. When was the last time you could say that, John McCain? When did you give we the people a voice in government, you hypocrite? He wasn't done. They don't want anything done for the public good. Our incapacity is their livelihood. Your incapacity is my fault, John McCain? With no due respect, Senator John McCain. It was not we loudmouths in conservative talk radio who passed a law forcing our people to buy a product they may or may not need. That was your friends on the Democrat side, John McCain, who locked you out of the Obamacare debate and who you now want to give a voice in fixing the very catastrophe they imposed on this country. John McCain. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show.
on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome back, everybody. I'm glad you have tuned in. I am your liberty-loving Latino. Do not confuse me with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the United States of America. And I, when I find kindred spirits, it doesn't mean only among American citizens. When I find kindred spirits all over the world who love this country as much as I do, uh, there's an immediate bond. And, and our next guest, as a matter of fact, this is the first time that I have spoken to him voice to voice. I haven't met him in person yet. Uh, all of our correspondence have been over text messaging or email or just by hearing his promos here on the Blaze Radio Network. Jonathan Dunn, he refers to himself as an, an Irish guy with a passion and a true belief in American exceptionalism. Always principles first with this guy his podcast is available every saturday posted noon eastern right here on the blaze radio network and mr dunn welcome to the chris salcedo show thank you very much for having me all the uh, first off what time is it there it is eight i'm five hours ahead of you <laughs> nice well uh, for, uh, i am so glad you could make it and uh uh, so just so I can confirm, this is like the you are the real Chris Salcedo, right? You're the real bombastic, <laughs> loudmouth, wacko bird, Chris Salcedo, right? This is that, that's me, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, targeted. Well, not just me. I, I think I think I know who McCain was targeting. I think he was targeting figures like like Glenn. He was targeting figures like Rush and Sean uh, because uh, let's be honest, that John McCain, that the secret's out. He's not a conservative. And he's worked against the conservative movement. And, and the fact that we don't carry his water really distresses him. So he, so he sat there in a well full of people who don't like having their feet held to the fire. And uh, they applauded him as he bashed us. Um, that's real easy. Uh, anyway. You know, yeah, go there's ahead. a real ironic thing about what's going on in D.C. right now. If you if you actually just sit back, you know, the one thing I've come to looking at this world, this crazy world we live in, if this was like House of Cards and you were just sitting, it would be the best show ever. I'd be breaking my heart laughing. The sad, sad part is it's true and it's you're living in a horror show. What's I, so ironic to someone like me is I watch DC right now and I'm looking at all these arguments and Senator McCain going out there is they they openly admit we can't get anything done. They're having you having pre your president Trump going out just whatever to get just vote for it. You have McConnell, let's vote for this bill. We're voting for any bill. No one's reading the bill, and all the time they're all admitting we can't get anything done. And the argument is, let us take care of your health care. If 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 I wish someone and if someone listens to this because I know a lot of people listen to your show, please take a thirty second or a sixty minute slot of just second slot of what's going on in D.C. right now and go. You really want these people looking after your health care? That is the biggest, strongest ad you could do because most people will go. I don't want them anywhere near because they will not agree with it on well, anything. Who was it? It was it was Rand. I think it was Rand Paul who said these guys 
can't run Amtrak. These guys can't run the post office efficiently. You want to put these guys in charge of your health care? I mean, for, for you know what? I'll mention this too, Mr. Dunn. Isn't it, you, you know that uh, Senator John McCain is a veteran. You know that. He served, he served in the U.S. military, correct? Did he really? I never heard, I've never heard that before. <laughs> now, ever. Now, Senator John McCain served in the military. This this champion of our fighting men and women in uniform. Why why didn't John McCain get treated for his illness at the VA? I, I, I don't know. It's 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 it, my, the mind because, boggles reasons why. Well, because John McCain's been there for thirty years, and he has worked so hard to make that VA sterling and and wonderful and and deserving as all of our fighting men and women. I mean, if it's good enough for our fighting men and women, it should be good enough for John McCain. As a matter of fact, why don't we put all of Congress inside of the socialized medicine uh, framework of the VA? I'm sure they'd all be elated, ecstatic to get their treatment. At VA hospitals, what shouldn't they be lining up out the door to do this? I think so. Yeah. I think you know. I think you know. If you ever want to take a trip down government, the government route, just you know, just book yourself in for a day of fun. You know, if you're a vet, <laughs> go to the VA. If you're a normal person who hasn't served this country, just go to the DMV. And if you have a pleasant experience, you should then go and vote for um, government involvement in healthcare. Yeah. If you happen to think those things suck, which they truly do, then I suggest. You start doing what you can do, winning the argument and saying, get government out of healthcare. Because the truth of the fact of, of the matter is the U.S. system, while it does have its flaws, is by far and away the best system on God's green earth. And this is factual. This is not just an Irish guy coming on to say America is better. No, this is fact. The amount of people who go around live in socialized medicine you're Irish, whether you're English, whether you're German, whether you're Australian, who can't get treatment under their utopian paradise of socialized medicine, and who the answer is getting a GoFundMe or getting local charities to sponsor them to go to America to find a cure. I don't hear Americans, you know, let's have a GoFundMe for Chris Salcedo. He has a little illness. He's going to Germany to get the best healthcare, <laughs> or oh, going to Canada to or, get healthcare. Or the UK. Everyone is yeah. going to America. Yeah. No, no you're, you're, absol you're absolutely correct. And uh, and I'll give one caveat. America's system is the best in the world when it's adhered to. And that seems to be a part of our problem. And uh, by the way, Jonathan Dunn is our guest right now, folks. You can hear his podcast posted every every Saturday at noon Eastern right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Reason I brought you on was to weigh in on the Charlie Guard case. And here we have uh, proof positive that the, the, when the state takes over your health care, the trade off is. You no longer control your health care. When the state pays for everything, they make the calls. And this young man, uh, this young man, this young, this young baby is, is paying with his life so that socialism can live on in the UK. It's, it's honestly one of the most heartbreaking cases, um, just watching it from afar. What these parents... I don't have kids, so I can't fully empathize, but my heart breaks them just going through what they've had to go through. You know, we, you know, the one thing about America, going back to your founding fathers, you know, America was exceptional from day one because it truly understood. Your founders are such great men. They said the first right, the first and most important right enshrined in your Declaration of Independence is not free money. It's not free rights. It's nothing 
It's about life is the first right. Because they understood something that even to this day, other people don't understand. We can disagree on tax policies all day long. We can disagree on Obamacare all day long. We can disagree on any policy you want. If we don't have a culture that respects and enshrines life as a liberty, and that is something that's worth fighting for, then we are lost as a culture. We are living in a culture of death. And I don't know how these poor two couple, um, the two parents are going through it. Just to go through the timeline, can you imagine having a son or a daughter and all you want to do is I need to get my son or my daughter. They have this disease. And even if it's not Charlie's disease, they have this thing with them. I just want to give them a chance to live. I just want them to try and get treatment. I know it might not work. I know these risks, but just let us try. And going through the timeline, going through the high court saying, no, it's best to have him die. Going through the doctors, going through the Supreme Court, going through the European Court. And all the time, all you're asking for is, I just want a chance for him to live. Yes, I know he might not. It's not a guarantee. Cancer or any treatment for a serious illness is not a guaranteed outcome of success. But at least let us try we're not even looking to take up your resources. We have our own money. We can go to America. We can go to the Vatican. Just please let us try. See, then no, wait a minute. That's, that's a, a key point. I don't want you to gloss over that. They weren't asking to burden other taxpayers. They, they just wanted permission so they could save their son. And the state said, no, we're not going to allow you to use your own resources to save your son because we have determined your son is not savable. And then that, that begs the question, whose child is it? And, and in, in Europe, I'm afraid they've abandoned control of their children to the state. Absolutely. Like there was an article in The Guardian, one of the, the big papers in the UK, basically saying that, that, you know, the parents are not the ultimate decider of, of, of our children. And that is so frightening. But even just some of the quotes, I don't know how closely you follow the story. The judge, we are making women, men and women, and this is the same in America, by the way, this is not just an isolated case. We are making men and women who are wearing robes or happen to have a be a political politician, making them gods. Some of the quotes when um, last, I think it was last week when the, they got the, there was a great bill in the, the house, I think, to grant them um, not a citizenship, but, you know, a right of residency to go over there. Yeah. The judge said, and I quote, you can't move that baby without me saying so. <sighs> Do you think you're a god that you think you can tr control my child? Absolutely. That but is that is a such That's what happens when you surrender the that's what happens when you surrender your sovereignty, you surrender your rights to the sovereign state. You know, and, and we've talked about this Jonathan, I don't know if you had a chance to tune in much of the show. But we've talked about Canada, the UK, they had conversations and they agreed there's going to be a trade-off. The, the, the Democrats over in this country and the liberal extremists in the United States, they say, oh, there's no trade-off. It's nothing's going to change. It's, you're going to get your health care for free. Nothing will change. And only an idiot and a buffoon believes that. Absolutely. And I, I can tell you in a, in a small socialist utopia like Ireland, everyone knows the healthcare system sucks. You know, you go into, if I go, if I fall tonight, and if I trip over the stairs and I fall and I, you know, I twist my ankle or I'm not sure what goes in, I'm going into A&E and I'm waiting at least 12 hours before I'm seen. 
you know whereas if i go and pay private because we right now still have a bit of a private system but it's extremely expensive and the government wants to phase us out because we're you know we're hurting the little guy who can't afford it i can get in and out of an a and e center that's private in in 30 minutes 45 minutes uh, this is the market that you're up against. Everyone knows the system is not good, but everyone is so caught up in, well, it's not fair, it's not right. <laughs> and this this is what the argument of Charlie Gard was. Instead of saying life is precious, you know the old thing, these old standards we used to have, the Hippocratic Oath? Yeah. First, do no harm. Now we're like, well, he has a right to die with dignity. Well, that, He's that, in pain. The Hippocratic Oath has changed. Do no harm to the socialist state. That seems to be... Uh, the, the primary concern of those in, in control in government. Jonathan Dunn, everybody. Irish guy with a passion and a true belief in American exceptionalism. Always puts his principles first. Make sure you catch the podcast. Available right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Posted Saturdays at noon Eastern. It's a pleasure meeting you, buddy, and we'll get you back on. Thanks, brother. You keep up the good work. All right, God folks, bless. Back in a minute. Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze. He is a liberty-loving Latino conservative. Need we say more? The Chris Salcedo Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, we haven't made fun of Jeffy very much on this program. And not at all. You know, we love Jeffy on this program. I just, just an observation. Everybody has a, 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 a great time uh, giving Jeffy hell. And I, I'm just wondering, is that cool to do? Uh, not, not, I mean, I, I, think it, I, think it's, I think he loves all that kind of stuff. I just... I'm just wondering if I'm missing out. <laughs> just, just a question out there. Uh, Jonathan Dunn sends me something via text message I wanted to share with you guys. From the parents of Charlie Gard. We just want some peace with our son. No hospital, no lawyers, no courts, no media, just quality time with Charlie away from everything to say goodbye to him in the most loving way. His mother said, most people won't ever have to go through what we have been through. We've had no control over our son's life and no control over our son's death. Welcome to socialism, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, America had better wake up and look at the canary in the coal mine. And you folks over in the UK, you'd better do the same and recognize this is what you signed up for. Uh, well, there was something else I was going to tell you guys. I can't remember. Oh, yes. The John McCain. Uh, many of you are reaching out, uh, giving the thumbs up on the John McCain. Say, I want to call it a rant. A rant is kind of a negative thing. It was a, a, a response, a thoughtful response to Senator John McCain. That is posted on top of the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. It is, uh, it is a SoundCloud file, and there's also the ending quote is on there. Also, I made reference in it to 
Senator Mitch McConnell doing much of the same thing, trying to blame talk radio for the ineffectiveness of the Republican Party, uh, not adhering to their alleged conservative platform. Or no, the conservative platform is conservative. They just don't adhere to it. So alleged that, that, that let's see, how am I going to put this? They should be adhering to their platform. They say they're Republicans, but few of them are adhering to the Republican platform, which is decidedly conservative. So what does it mean? It doesn't mean very much to the likes of John McCain. And uh, by the way, the Mitch McConnell thing was done on, um, on Dana's show on Blaze TV. So that's uh, about a year old. It was back in the last, uh, the last election. So that is available for you at the top of the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. I just type in the Chris Salcedo Show in the search bar and you will find it. Okay, up next, we'll have a conversation about, well, sanctuary cities and how the president's taking the gloves off and a $2 million Obama-era program that was supposed to get people jobs. How many? You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network.